Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Statistically less than when we didn't have NIL. They told me the sport was over and all the guys were going to go to five schools. And in fact, that didn't happen. SI's Russ Dellinger. You don't really know exactly what's going on because agents are inflating stuff. School collectives are inflating stuff. Players are kind of probably inflating. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to tell. And SI's Pat Forty. If you targeted Drake May and said, we're going to go buy that kid, you did bad scouting. I mean, that dude's as Carolina as it can get. His dad played there. His brother was a basketball player. He turned down Alabama to go to North Carolina. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. It is National Signing Day, or it's early signing day, but everybody signs early. Just like squeezing it in there right before Christmas. As we've said, not the best marketing plan for the sport. Not the best marketing plan, not the best sanity plan for the coaches. It's yeah. not a great plan for much of anybody. Yeah, there's not, it's not like there's nothing going on, right? We've got uh, yeah. bowl prep. We've got the coaching silly season cycle. Throw in the signing day, the transfer movement. Yeah, right? Uh, slow time. Mm-hmm. Perfect time to have Holidays. signing day. Why not? Let's do it. I believe Pat declared Alabama's dynasty over. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Yeah. How are we feeling about that? <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. They better show up and actually perform. I, I got to see it on the field. I don't want to see it on signing day. I want to see it on the field. Fair enough. You do have to deliver. However, number one recruiting class, six, five stars. Uh, which is generally top 30 players, 14 of the top 100 recruits in America are going to play for the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's not bad. Pretty good. Yeah, 14% pretty good. Pretty, pretty of good. the top 100 players mm-hmm. are going to Alabama. Strong work by Nick Saban on this one. Again, this is not new. <laughs> Eight of the last 10 years, they have gotten at least double-digit top 100 players. So this is nothing new, but... They flipped Caden Proctor, this massive offensive lineman from Iowa, who was committed to Iowa, was just the priority recruit for Iowa. If you know, you can say all sorts of reasons why someone shouldn't go to Iowa, but being an offensive lineman is not one of them. <laughs> right. Like they can develop an offensive lineman. Presumably there was any amount of attention and detail and booster and anything you wanted, Caden Proctor. And at the end of the day, he said, Yeah, I'm going to Alabama at the last minute and and flipped a tough blow for Iowa. But to me, that's just like, it, you know, if I follow, I, I just think with Nick Saban, it's if I do what this man tells me, my chances of being in the NFL are greater than if I do anything else. Mm-hmm. Sure. No doubt about it. And it's proven. <laughs> the, the, the pipeline is proven, and Alabama gets what it wants. That's, yeah, and that's the bottom line. And then we, we we spend a lot of time, obviously, talking about NIL and and recruiting and everything. But obviously, it, it does go beyond that. And the one thing that you talk to recruiting people and people just in that space about when when you say you know you ask them what what determines where a kid goes like these days in the era of NIL, like is anything above NIL? And the one thing is getting 
to the NFL, like a coach that can get you to the NFL. And that's, you know, part of what, and when you have both of those things, hey, NIL and a coach that can get you to the NFL, then maybe that's what we're seeing in a history of success and an incredible, you know, blue blood program and all this stuff. And there you go. Hard to say no, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I know there's other programs that are doing really well, but it's like, well, we, we compete for championships. We have a incredible fan base. It's a great town to go to college in and got a pathway to you be in a first round draft pick. And not only that, but succeeding in the league. So, yeah, yeah it's no, that's that's the one. The stat that Saban has been wielding like a club for the last year was like the. I don't know what is X billion dollars worth of contracts that his Alabama yeah. players have signed. You know, I mean, just a staggering sum. That's like, okay, you you can go get five hundred thousand in NIL money, or you can come here and become a multi generational millionaire if you do everything that uh, we think you can do. Yeah, Keon Keeley uh, is the other one. They flipped from Notre Dame early. He decommitted from Notre Dame earlier in the fall but they won a heck of a battle for him he's a top 10 player uh, edge rusher from tampa i kind of feel it was kind of kind of similar it's like all right i like marcus freeman i like notre dame but it's like this is a business decision i don't know what you can and can't do and it's just this is saban just coming in and taking what he wants as you put it mm -hmm. second was georgia not again not a real surprise not as good as some Georgia classes, but very, very, very good. I don't know. I guess they didn't go number one. They didn't they beat Alabama last year in this thing or two years ago. Yeah, they, they beat them once. A and M, they, uh, think, a &M uh, got them last year. Yeah, A and M yeah. last year. But I think like they they might have been rivals number one, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, or something like that. I mean that or twenty nineteen, twenty, twenty one classes. Nine top hundreds. Nine top hundred. Just one five-star prep player on 24-7. I guess that's it. Although they are working Travis Hunter hard, right? We mm -hmm. got, I don't know I, I don't know what's happened in the last half hour, but it's like a Travis Hunter commitment or whatever. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's a it's a dual purpose. Didn't, portal. Did, didn't Hunter tweet out something like, uh, if I get a certain <laughs> amount of, yeah, like whatever, subscribers. 100,000 subscribers yeah. to like his YouTube. Yeah. 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 He'll, he'll announce his commitment. Yeah. He's at 94,000 right now. Oh, oh, oh he's there. He's there. We go. He'll get there tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he gets it in the next like 45 minutes, we'll tell you where there he's you go. going. That's right. <laughs> this is what this a time is like to be when, alive. Uh, yeah. Oral Roberts said, you know, for X number of uh, X amount of money, I will be healed of whatever was supposedly killing him. And this, yeah, this is Travis <laughs> Hunter's version of that. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep lowering it. Yeah. Oh, I got to need a million. Eh, it's not coming out. I got to group me 600 <laughs> grand. Texas is third. Arch Manning, obviously the big prize. He will be an early enrollee. That is, you know, we were excited. We were really looking forward to all the drama of the Arch Manning recruitment. It just never materialized. Mm -hmm. We tried. We <laughs> tried. There was that one recruiting weekend. Texas spent a gazillion bucks and one one glass of Johnny Walker blue that we believe <laughs> Cooper drank, but we don't know that Cooper Manning drank it. We just believe it. That's close enough. Belief is, is the same thing as knowledge. Yeah. We're going with it. Blame the Mannings for the lack of drama. They, they purposely right? didn't yeah. want drama and they really no. didn't. They got what they wanted. There wasn't a whole lot of drama. No circus, no, no circus. Damn it. But yeah, they, I mean, they, they Arch Manning's one and only tweet. Committed. Yeah. Texas. That's it. Yeah. Boom. Well, they're a very private family. They don't like to be out there in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was watching the World Cup and Peyton Manning showing up in World Cup commercials. I mean, it, it, Manning's taking over, Manning's, man. But at some point, it's like, okay, uh, someone, let's, so, how about an actual soccer player gets this money? <laughs> anyway, that, that was big. Miami. Uh, yeah. is in at number four. Mm. You can Mario Cristobal is a hell of a recruiter when he's at Oregon. He he consistently landed these classes too, but he's also got uh, John Ruiz and and all of that going on. They did a monster job in the state of Florida, though. That's the the main thing. This 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 program's a couple years away, but yeah. if he strings a few of these together and and consistently lands those South Florida kids, I know everyone 
the U is back is almost worse than Texas is back, but the U can get back. And yeah. This is how you get back. Yeah. You get back with the talent and they're, they're getting it. He had, um, he had Phil Knight at Oregon and now he's got John Ruiz at, at Miami and they're, they're using those things. And I think Phil Knight is still, uh, supplying the ducks with some, uh, stuff we've seen. They had a, they've had a great day. It seems like they flipped a couple of guys. Huge day. Yeah. Big, big, huge, big day. guys. So, um, yeah, the NIL, NIL train is, is, uh, is roaring, but you're right. You know, that's, it's just gotten so old that Texas is back and the, the U is back, but you get back by, yeah, putting these classes together and stacking these classes like this. Here, here's what I like about the Miami class. They got two of the top three offensive linemen and two of the top 10 edge rushers. Mm. Mm. Like, this yeah. isn't just like In the flash. Trenches. This isn't flashy. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if these guys are as good as, as projected, and I will say this about high school scouting, and I know how hard these guys work at rivals at 24 seven at, at, at any of them, it's way better. Than oh, it way be. better. Mm. I mean, and, cause that you can watch film on everybody. Everyone's yeah. got a huddle page. Yeah, right. It, it is way better than those old days. Like I remember in blindside where it was like, right. Then it wasn't part of blindside. Like they sent a video to Tom Lemming or something like that. Yeah. And he just like watches and <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it was so random yeah. who would, who would make the list. And Notre, if Notre Dame was recruiting a guy, He'd rise up because they were getting more subscriptions. Like it, it's pretty good now, and these mm-hmm. schools are are all in on the on the scouting. And obviously, if everyone's after them, I'm going to assume they're pretty good. So if those if those two uh, turn out, at, like you have an offensive line like that in three years, now you really got something. We'll see. You know, again, that's another place I want to see it on the field. I'm more confident what I'm going to see on the field at Alabama than I am at Miami, but. They are bringing them in, but yes, you got to coach them up. You got to put them in the right place, and you got to not quit in games like where you lose by twenty six to Pittsburgh and forty two to Florida State, twenty four to Duke. Their number one recruit that they were going to get is a cornerback, uh, Cormani McLean, out of Lakeland, Florida. He's the number two overall player, and it was a a real fight between them and the Florida Gators. Yeah. And Cormani did not sign on Wednesday, at least at, at this telling, at 5.20 p.m. Got to classify everything when it comes to high school recruiting. Because Coach Prime got involved. Ooh! Mm. Coach Prime mm. uh, has, has talked with Cormani reportedly mm-hmm. uh, and said, you want to be the, you want to play cornerback in the NFL? You got to come learn from the best. So we don't know. They could get zero. You get not get Cormani and he may not get Travis, but he also could be stepping out on the field next year in Colorado with the number one, first of the number one recruit last year and the number two recruit this year, mm. both cornerbacks. <laughs> That'd be something. How about that? Two lockdown corners yeah. at Colorado. <laughs> not that. We'll see, but holy. Yeah, Colorado's, Colorado fans going to be like, what is that? I didn't know guys could run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's thing. There's still some drama out there about who is who's just verbaled and who is actually signed. So, you know, they, they, especially in this day and age, and I'm not saying this is specifically the case with Cormani McLean or any other player, but what's the agreement? And can the agreement actually be acted upon in terms of financial? Mm. Agreement, you know, that's, that's, that, that might be a, a factor in some people who are not yet signed. Wait to the end. Wait to the yep. end, man. Uh, Ross, I think you mentioned Oregon. I don't know who did. Uh, so wild week for them. Yeah. They have their quarterback, Dante Moore, poached by UCLA. He decommits over the weekend after he visited UCLA and then com- and decommitted on Sunday, I think, despite a late, furious push by by the Ducks. So that's not helping them, but they immediately go out and get Austin Novasad, who is committed to Baylor, a four-star quarterback, to flip to Oregon. So Austin bails on Baylor, which is not not uh they should Baylor should have known. Do not recruit a guy named Austin. That's not gonna work out. <laughs> hmm. They hate you they hate Baylor and Austin. Anyway, they lose Austin Novasad. He goes to Oregon, and then uh, the Ducks, they also get um, 
Peyton Bowen, who's like the top, one of the top defenders in the state of Texas, to decommit from Notre Dame, yeah. go to Oregon. So it's yeah. like musical chairs out there. Mm. Yeah. If you combine, I think, Oregon's high school recruiting class in the transfers, you know, they'd be, I think, it's point total, according to uh, James Crepia, who covers the, the Ducks, they'd be number two behind Alabama mm. right now if you combine mm. those two, you know, together, which uh, I don't, I guess at some point we need to start doing that. Right, but <laughs> transfers have <laughs> got to be considered. I know they have separate yeah. transfer class rankings in signing, like I guess high school rankings. But really, I mean, they, they probably need to come together. And if you do bring Oregon's together, James said that they'd be number two behind Bama. So yeah, huge, huge class. Yeah, they got DJ Oyunglele's brother. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Six six, two hundred and seventy pound rush end. Got his commitment today. Uh, and he was obviously being recruited by everyone, so that was another coup. But yeah, that's uh, I, to your point, Ross. Uh, yes, a, a combo ranking of mm. who is your new class, transfer or freshman, and and then where do you rank? That's what we it, really need. It's impossible to figure this stuff out. It's the problem. Like right, Michigan, Michigan is ranked seventeenth in the in the rankings. So you sit there and say, well. You know, they just have after going to the playoff and then having an undefeated season, they should be doing better than that. And they they do not have a single top hundred player. Mm. So it's like, all right, they got some guys, but this isn't this is not what you want with that kind of momentum. Yet they are number one in the twenty four seven transfer rankings. Right, seven commits, including I think five that are projected to be starters next year. Yeah, so. Who the hell cares about high school kids? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the 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 point here is coaches want to know who who can play at this level for sure because I've seen them, I've played against them. You know, we've got tape against of them against other college players, and this is who can play. We'll take them. Sure, uh, I can understand that. And they, the other thing that that's another reason why having a December signing period hurts the entire enterprise of recruiting high school recruiting because i know devin leary's really good uh, arch manning i think's probably gonna be pretty good but i know devin leary who's going to kentucky is probably going to be a more Im- impactful 2023 player he's going to be the starter from the minute he walks on campus at kentucky nc state transfer arch manning's going to probably be in a battle with quinn ewers and he's 18 years old so you know th- there's just a whole lot of reasons why the transfer portal's more compelling and probably more important so in the short feels, term. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question. Devin mm-hmm. Leary is going to be huge at Kentucky. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, we were just talking about Cormani McLean, the, the cornerback, top-rated cornerback. Uh, he's listed at 165 pounds. Ooh, goodness. 6'2". And I'm, yeah. you know, yeah. and a yeah. fantastic athlete and great cover, and he'll get there. But, yeah, you can sit there and say, well, right on, on day one, what do you want? So it's, I don't, I don't know. Again, this is what kind of has taken the, this thing used to be so much fun. Right. So much fun. Notre Dame. The vaunted number one recruiting class of Notre Dame is now ranked ninth. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They lost Keeley. They lost Bowen. Uh, they lost a bunch of guys. Mm. Still four top hundreds, but they're ninth. Marcus Freeman obviously brought a lot of excitement on the recruiting trail. And the end of the day, uh, this looks a lot more like a, a Brian Kelly class. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Got to finish. Got to finish. And, and <laughs> Sorry, Irish fans. <laughs> to break no, it's it true. It's true. Probably not as good as a Brian Kelly class. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to close. And when you're in with those top 10 guys, that's the thing. Like, you've got to fight to the last second. It's, you're ne- it's never easy with those guys. No. Because yeah. everyone's going to keep recruiting you. Yep. Yep. Now, this is... Uh, I was just looking at some Notre Dame stats in their class, and this is from Pete Sampson, who covers the team for the Athletic. This is pretty interesting, and and, and does kind of paint a different picture. Although I know they've lost some guys, but he's uh, doing the percentage of a recruiting class, like uh, a four and five stars. So the percentage of each of each one of Notre Dame's class, he went back thirteen years each class and totaled up the percentage of in each class of four and five stars, and it looks like the average is around 55%, 60%. Of the last 
13 years. And this year's class is, is 83 percent actually last mm. year's class was 81 percent so the players they did sign seem to be pretty good but really i know good. they did lose a few but still seems like for them they, i guess a strong class they lost that super elite player right but they have 14 right. guys in the top 250 yeah their highest rated guys 49 so they uh, you know it's it's kind of classic notre dame you got a whole bunch of really good players but do you have that that great one. Big decision. And occasionally yeah. they do. Yep. Michael Meyer was certainly, you know, a great one. But do you have that great elite game? So, but let's let's put this at, at that. It's, it's his first, first recruiting class. So, yeah. They'll take a lot of momentum into 2024. Including, they did have my favorite uh, commitment. It was a 2024 kid whose name I do not have in front of me. But he did the hat thing. This was like three days ago at his school. And he, like, started to put one hat and threw it to the side, started to put on, like, Alabama, said no. And then he pulled out his dog dressed as a leprechaun oh, gosh. and put on a Notre Dame hat. Oh, that was impressive. Brilliant. <laughs> I laughed at that one. I did. If you can dress your dog as a leprechaun or any any other member of your family as a leprechaun, I, I like that as a prop. All right, I've got to go find this dog. Yeah, I was say, i got to go find yeah. this uh does he have a little hat on? Yeah, I had hat. a hat. Yeah. Yes, I, I sent this to you guys. Oh, crap. I emailed it. Yeah, oh, we probably man. ignored that. Yeah, I've you see, you ignore all my I stuff. Know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to see this dog. Yeah. No. All right, that's good. I mean, I like props. I like I, I like any time we yeah. do the props. I like yeah. the signing day press conference. Like, I need more of that in my life. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. You know? Remember when Stanford was really rolling and they'd all come out, they put on the glasses with the little Yeah, tape. right. The Nerd Nation glasses. Yeah, yeah, Nerd Nation. They were like, what they call it? Like intellectual violence or intellectual something? Intellectual brutality. That yeah. was it. Intellectual brutality. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> You're like, this guy's a nerd, huh? He's a monster. <laughs> I was doing some research today. There was a year that, uh, not that long ago, Stanford signed like four top 20 players. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I wonder whether they can get back. Like... I don't know. Not not it's, in the current climate unless things change dramatically. It's tough. It's tough, but boy. Yep. You know. This guy, I'm like watching this video, Pat. This is hilarious. Yeah. First of all, he, he acts like he's going to put the Notre Dame hat on. He actually throws the Notre Dame hat, too. And then he pulls out this ah. dog. Then he pulls out the dog, yeah. which... <laughs> Uh, is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this is this is yeah. You gotta you guys gotta Google this. And the dog's not fully yeah. dressed in the leprechaun. It's just the front of him, and his his yeah. front two paws are supposed to be like I guess you know the feet of the leprechaun. He has the fake hands just hanging down. It's it's hysterical. <laughs> hysterical. Uh, that's great. That's great. Good dog. Yes. Yeah. Good dog. Very good dog. Good dog. good dog. Yeah. We're gonna have to sort this out. We're gonna have to sort this out. So I I had this on uh, on the nil nil becomes legal about 18 months ago, 17 months ago. This is the first real recruiting class where NIL is a 100% factor. A lot of kids were committed before things last year. Yep. So the fear amongst the uh, the chicken little set. Let's see where I'm going with this. <laughs> Alabama's going to sign all the players. And a couple rich schools will get all the players. Well, Alabama did get all, all the players, but they always get all the players. Like I said, yeah, eight of the last there. 10 years, they get yeah. 10 or more top 100 players. So nothing changed there. Here are the stats, though, okay? This is what was supposedly all would go to a couple schools and there'd be no competitive balance, right? So from like 2017 to last year, the top five, whoever finished top five in 24-7, they signed... Those those five teams cumulatively signed an average of 47 of the top 100 players. Almost half the top 100 players went to five schools. Wow. If you go back a decade, it's 43.7. Hmm. Alabama was in it every single year. Georgia and Ohio State, I think, eight or nine of them. Clemson, LSU, like, the, you know, the, the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. These are the only five teams that win a title there in the thing. So nearly half... Anywhere between 44% and 47% of the top 100 kids every year were going to the top five classes, okay? Yep. And now we get NIL, and, it should, and, and everybody screamed, the top schools are going to get all the players. There's no chance, all of that. And I've done all these stories with Andy Schwartz and these other guys. 
and the econ econ uh, the economist saying that mm. isn't how it works. It will not happen. The talent will actually spread out maybe a little bit more. There'll be no impact. And as, as we speak right now, of the top 100 players, 39 are going to the top five schools. Okay. Mm. Alabama, so. Georgia, Miami, Texas, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. There are two, three, possibly four, but probably two or three more that will go to one of those four schools, five schools. So we're going to get to 41, maybe 42. Statistically less yeah. than when we didn't have NIL. Yeah, how about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They told me the sport was over. <laughs> And all the guys were going to go to five schools. And in fact, that didn't happen. Talent no. a little more, talent yeah. a little more spread out in the, in the portal too. We talked about on the show about how the the yeah. the portal is in a way it's I don't want to say completely like leveling the playing field, but it is spreading out the talent more in the quarterback position, especially now that they can go and move and play immediately. I mean, the talent is definitely more spread out than we've seen. In, in college football, and that that's a great stat there, Dan. I mean, you, you know, you're basically status quo or or a little more. So five less. Well, let's say it gets to forty two. It's five less, right? Yeah, yeah. Through two, three, four less, right? Uh, it's called uh, the invariance principle, mm. and I got to tell you, the invariance principle is confusing. Is <laughs> yeah, we're not economists <laughs> here. <laughs> Schwartz Schwartz sent me a paper on this. Of course really? he did. Yeah, I read, a, I read it. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm like, ah, I, I know you explained it to me before. And this guy testified at the trial. He's a the guy's a genius, right? Yeah. How long is this? A 50 page paper. Oh, you read 50 every page? page academic paper. I read it. Did you? Did you really? Look at there. I got a little bored. There was a couple sections I didn't care. A lot of it ba is based on baseball. And, uh, and it, the last mm. few pages are like the Biblia, like references, like whatever. Yeah, all right, 44 pages of actual text. So you get really into it and you kind of understand what they're talking about. But at the same time, it's basically back in 1956, they were like, yeah, the reserve clause, right? If you have free agency in baseball, it won't actually change the competitive balance. And they and they go, I know it's counterintuitive, but this is what it is. And then sure enough, it's 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 kind of true. Yeah. Not kind of, it is. So Schwartz has been saying all along and, and other economists going, yeah, this is not how it's going to work. There's more variables, than just money, even if it was money, you know, uh, different things can happen. So, like, it's what value do you put on the individual? So one one school can overvalue mm. an individual recruit mm. and pour more resources. There's a million things to it. It just won't, it will not impact. And no matter how many times I say it, there's, like, I, there, I mean, the coaches are just paranoid. The administrators don't pay attention. They just go with what the coaches are saying. And then I think some of the media is clueless or they're, and I, and I don't mean just general media, but like there's personalities that I think purposefully like being the, the sky is falling because that's how they get their, like this, this podcast would do better if we just screamed about how right. bad everything was all the time. <laughs> yeah. Got to get those clicks, Dan. My mo I, don't I know. know. I know. And, and what do we go? We go, yeah, it's not going to matter. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And and that's not the outrage doesn't generate our things, but it's true. Well, and that's the thing is, is again, like you enter into the discomfort zone mm. for the administrators and the coaches. You enter into an era where they cannot control as tightly their player flow in or out just simply based on playing time and being a good coach and that sort of thing. And all of a sudden, then it's, yeah, that's when everything's going to hell in a handbasket because control is slipping out of their grasp. Mm. But, hey, the world so far, we're okay. Maybe we don't have to scream for guardrails just yet. Guardrails! <laughs> the world was going to end maybe next year. That's the thing about saying it's, gonna die, it's all going to blow up. <laughs> that's, yeah, everybody next that's standing year. around with a sign saying the world is coming to an end, eventually they'll be right. But not was yet. This guy. Not yet. I did I did a column on this guy once. There's a guy who used to go to the Masters every year, and he'd stand in the parking lot with the sign saying, you're all going to hell. Yeah. One of those guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
as the people were walking into Augusta National, which most people consider like heaven on earth. Yeah. Like, these are golf fans. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so one day I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. Like, well, so I stop and I talk to him. I was also like, remember they threw Martha Burke? Like she couldn't protest. Like the guy knew the law though. He's like, oh, I can stand 15 feet from the center line. He had all the things, but I talked to him. I'm like, so does like anybody stop and talk to you as you're screaming at them as they walk into Augusta? Now? Like these people are just trying to get in to watch the golf, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, you're like the first guy all week. I'm like, have you, <laughs> have you considered changing the uh, the tone of your message? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. 10,000 guys walk by. Nobody, li- nobody stops. Yeah. Maybe he tries. No, no. He was, he was convinced that uh, everyone was going to hell. It was like, well, if that's hell, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we got Just the same watch. guys outside the Kentucky Derby at Churchill. Yeah, <laughs> going to hell is like, well, that might. Yeah, there's a little more sinning there. Yeah, but there yeah, is. people are like, she's get a pimento cheese sandwich, a couple of beers down Amen Corner, watch Tiger Woods. I mean, <laughs> if that's if that's hell. Searching for NBA playoff coverage, we've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Anyway, uh, yeah, maybe he's right, though. That's the thing. I don't know. Uh, no, this is not going to happen. Like, just no. uh, just enough with it. It's not It's not going to happen. Well, We can do this next year. I'm going to tell you next year. It's yeah. not going to happen. That's speaking of which, speaking of sky is falling, obviously you saw it because you tweeted about it. Pat Narduzzi? Yeah. Pat Narduzzi and Mac, Mac Brown, mm-hmm. investigative reporter. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the worst buddy buddy move buddy cop buddy, <laughs> buddy journalism movie ever. It's not Woodward and Bernstein. That's no, about it. It's like it's like Spotlight, except yeah, they just right. Brown so, and Narduzzi. You want to go? You want to set uh, that one up? I, I mean, first Mac Brown says, you know, all these schools are tampering with uh, Drake May. They're great quarterback. But he says, oh, don't ask Drake about it. And the reporters go, well, what schools? Well, I can't say what mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't say whether there was money involved. Mm-hmm. And it's tampering. And they mm-hmm. said, well, who tampered? Well, it was all agents maybe saying something, something. Like, we've all we've all done investigative reporting. You get these tips, right? Someone says, hey, man, someone's trying to give Drake May money to switch schools. All right, what's your story? Well, I can't tell you the school because I don't know it. <laughs> and I don't know how much money it is. And I don't even know what really got said. No one really Drake. talked to Drake. You don't know they anything. just talked to his agent, maybe. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, uh-huh. right, I'll, I'll print that. Yeah. yeah. Let me just well, that yeah. up. Yeah. And the tip usually just ends with, but if you just do a little digging, you, you'll be able you to You just do that. a little digging, yeah. 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 So we got nothing. Mm-hmm. Narduzzi, God bless Narduzzi. I love Narduzzi, <laughs> but this is not your realm, man. He decides to go further and declare that that Drake May got offered five million dollars by not one school but two. <laughs> <laughs> what schools? We don't nope, know. Don't know. <laughs> nope. Mysterious. Yep. School A and School B, Dan. Five million for Drake May. And yet Drake May stays at Carolina because he loves it. So this is my thing. Who cares if they got offered five million and didn't even leave? Yeah. Right. Because other things matter than right. just money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. If anything, this whole story is a boon to North Carolina. It is. Ways, it right. might be invented yep. by North. You know how great it is to <laughs> well, play in North Carolina. My guy gave up five million. million. There you go. Boom. Good recruiting tool for old Mac, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of works out that way. Mac did not mention the five million, but I bet he told. I bet Narduzzi's source was Mac Brown. I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, and the uh, no, the other thing, like again, the, I mean, the numbers that have been thrown around here in the NIL collective era are amazing, and based on what exactly other than people who may be predisposed to inflate them for their own mm-hmm. gain. 
You know, and again, I don't know what's fact and fiction. Ross has done a lot more work in this space than I have. But I did have somebody within the last week tell me, you know, there's all this talk of schools raising 15, 20 million, that there may be like a handful of schools that have gotten five. And then some have gotten more than that, 10, 15. But that's it. It's not everybody sitting on a $5 million war chest or $10 million war chest or $15 million war chest. Well, and we got to remember the difference in pledges and cash on hand, right? I mean, and, and athletic departments have done, done with that, done with that for years is we got this much in pledges. Well, sometimes guess what? Pledges don't come through. And sometimes pledges made years in advance don't come through. So I think a lot of the numbers you hear, especially the ones you hear that are 15, 20 million, well, that's pledges over because they got it this year, they're assuming they'll get it year two, year three, year four. And that's probably pledges right, over a three right. or four year span. And cash on hand wise, if you're if you have if you have more than five million dollars, maybe even three million dollars in your collective ca- on hand. You're in the you're in the top percentile, right? You're in the top percentile. Right. So yeah. that's yeah, that's the situation. A lot of inflated numbers, and because you know, because there isn't uh, like regulatory stuff, and because we we can't see you know like contracts and all that stuff. Like we you don't really know exactly what's going on because agents are inflating stuff, school collectives are inflating stuff, players are kind of probably inflating. So it's it's hard it's hard to tell. Everyone's lying. That's right. Yeah. I, I Which is nothing new for college football. I, got, <laughs> I had an agent, an NIL agent, offer me to see some contract that he supposedly was getting. I said, let me see the bank account. Yeah, right. And so when I'm doing that, I go, you can write up anything. Sure. I can yeah. write, I mean, like, I'm not, this isn't my first day on the job. Like, come on. <laughs> Great. It says here, you're going to get paid. Who cares? Right. I, I just, I just, I just think this stuff's way inflated, but it is not impacting the recruiting. Right. It just didn't. No. And you can say, well, Miami, Miami's involved. Well, they also might lose their second best, their number one player to Colorado. Yeah. Because Deion Sanders is calling them. And Oregon's doing it. Well, they lost their number one player, Dante Moore. Sports Illustrated, number one recruit in the country. Lost him. I I thought he was getting three million or something. Well, he might owe some dudes in Oregon. What, UCLA's paying him? what, What collective have they got? Right. UCLA is I mean, not one of the schools you would anticipate not, being no. on no. the front edge of this. No. The whole the whole rumor mill is not UCLA is going to steal Oregon's player at the last minute. The, yeah. the highest rated recruit they've ever signed. Yeah. Like number one player in the country. Quarter, the, the, the big QB. No. So I just, this stuff is just like, it, it, it makes great headlines. It gets everyone riled up. Again, there's an entire media complex that will feed off of this, but it just it just doesn't pan out. Yeah. It's like the boogeyman. There's like this boogeyman out there, this unnamed school that's throwing five million at, at, at players. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I don't well, and here and, and you know, like Pat said, I've written about this the last couple of years a lot. And there's one line in a story I wrote in August about collectives where I talked to an assistant coach at school A in he said, we heard that, you know, they were, they were school A and school B were fighting over a recruit and the assistant coach at school A had heard that school B, and this is coming from the agent of the player, had heard school B offered $100,000 a year and school A picked up the phone and called the assistant over at school B, said, are you offering $100,000 a year for this player? And school B said, no, we heard you were offering $100,000 a year. So there's a game being played, a typical yeah. agent game being played. Yep. It got that that was in the FBI wiretaps of the <laughs> at the trial with Christian mm. Dawkins talking to Will Wade and and Sean Miller, right? And Sean Miller and yeah. Miller wasn't saying this, but Will Wade thought he was and he like out, he was bidding against nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And you yeah. could see how it happened because we had all the tapes and it was like Miller actually wasn't even involved in the kid. But no. their people were saying, we're going to go to Arizona on a visit. And there was, I mean, look, Sean Miller got cleared. So no, nobody in college basketball recruiting thought Arizona would ever pay. So, but no, it triggered. It was enough of a scare and a bluff that LSU thought, oh, look out. I can't let them get out there. Right. So it was yeah. like they're just driving it up. And you could see it in the thing. So this is what happens. Everyone, I mean, this is what you do, right? 
you, you're looking for a job and you, you're trying to get the job at McDonald's and you're 16, you go, well, Burger King's looking for me to, hey, let's give you an extra quarter, right? I mean, it's just business. So I just, this stuff just, it isn't there. And so the $5 million, come on. And and then, you know, here's some other thing with Narduzzi and, and Mac, and I get it. And, and, and uh, as I said, I like these guys, but, you know, it's, well, it's about the tampering. It's about the tampering. And right, right. here's my thing with it. everything is freaking tampering. Yeah. Everything is tampering. It's been going on for years. It's the too. biggest waste of time. It's going on. How, what is not tampering? Right. Look good out there, Johnny. Hey, good game, kid. Right. You really played well. Is that tampering? I saw a video the other day of Bill Belichick talking to DeAndre Hopkins. Like, man, you're one of the best players <laughs> I ever seen. Tampering? Is he, is he tampering? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. The Patriots could use it. But like, you call, we talked about this. You, you're, you're recruiting, right? All these kids all come from the same, like 150 schools practically. So you call this guy down at city high school and I'm recruiting, uh, you know, I'm recruiting, uh, Jeff here. And you go, you know, I'm recruiting Pat and I say, hey, how's Ross doing over there? How's Ross doing? Boy, right. I love that kid and his dad. And how's he doing? <laughs> oh, he only, he only caught five passes. Really? <laughs> oh man. Uh, we can be able to I use him so well in our offense. God, he worked for like. How are you going to police this stuff? Right. And 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 and, and, and uh, you know, it's like it's it's this whole bit. And and here's the thing: like, there's two more things on this, right? So if you don't want to be tampered with, you won't be tampered. Right. If yes. a player, it, it, the the recruiters are not wasting their time talking to kids who don't want to get talked to. And so. If the kid is listening, then they're going to talk. Yeah. If you just don't return the call or you just, right, it's like anything else. And then it's like, if I'm, let's say there was somebody wanting to offer Drake May $5 million. Why would you ever sit there and say, like, I don't want this kid to even hear about a life-changing offer? Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine your life if you're sitting there and going, you later find out that you had this job when you were 21 and someone was willing to offer you life-changing money to do the exact same job, but your boss at the time prohibited him from telling you that they were interested. And you'd be like, that guy's the biggest jerk I've ever met. <laughs> yep. Like, let him hear it. Yep. That's, uh, that's not the way it's set up, Dan, in college football. College football coach has to be like jealous boyfriends. Like, right? <laughs> you are not allowed to go out in the club with your friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, I find all of this is just be unbelievable waste of energy. It's entertaining, but like, what is Narduzzi hoping will uh, be accomplished here? Or was the Texas San Antonio coach tweeted out? Like, could we oh, please yeah. stop? Yeah. Who do I have to call? You don't know who to call? It's not yeah. tweet. Yeah, his name's John, John Duncan gives Duncan. His, name, his number. Yeah, John, yeah. In fact, we ran into, uh, ran into John Duncan in Las Vegas at the Football Foundation stuff. He told a few of us media members. We crowded around him. He gave, gave us his number, said basically everywhere he goes, he puts his number up, tells coaches and administrators, here's my number. Text me. Call me. If there's any kind of, you know, tampering or anything you want to report, give me details. Guess what? He's really heard from anybody. Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. a, like Jeff Trailer's got to be like the prime example of exactly what they want to do. And he's not doing he's going on Twitter to complain. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. How, how do the coaches switch jobs? Yeah, right. Especially, hey, most of the players or a lot of the players have agents now. So, mm -hmm. same, they got the same third party conduit that, uh, that the coaches do. Yeah. Ta tampering, like, uh, the coaching tampering. You mentioned, like, you know, Dan, how, how many coaches switched jobs and were preparing for a game, their last game, regular season game, even a bowl game, whatever. And we're <laughs> oh, talking yeah. to another school the whole, the whole week. I mean, it's been pretty public. Sure. So many times, even just this past take this past cycle, it's been pretty public that that there were discussions with a variety of coaches leading into the their last game. You know, I mean, I know like last cycle, 
Lincoln Riley and them like to use the, oh, you know, I, after Bedlam, I woke up the next morning. It's the first time I heard from a <laughs> USC. Come on, man. Like, give me a break, you know? I mean, it was after yeah. the game. He got home and yeah, got a message. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, yeah, Oklahoma took an L in that last game against Oklahoma State. I personally yeah. was shocked to see Hugh Freeze and Liberty tank and lose their last three games, including getting blown out by New Mexico State. Shocked to see Mississippi lose their last three games while Lane Kiffin was flirting with Auburn. Yeah. It's amazing how these They're They're asking these players, they're saying that these players, even after the season, should not even hear that anyone else is interested in them. Yep, that's right. Yeah. In, in, Unless they declare they're interested. It's like, I, I just, it's not the human, that's not how humanity works. It's like, hey, if, they, if you're not interested in leaving, good for Drake May. Right. I mean, he's going to be know. a legend there. If he, ta- yeah. if he wins the ACC, gets him in the playoffs, he's going to make all the money he wants. Good I will say, too, like, if, 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 if you targeted Drake May and said, we're going to go buy that kid, you did bad scouting. Yeah, bad. I mean, that dude's oh, as God. Carolina as it can get. His dad <laughs> played there. His brother was a basketball player. He turned down Alabama to go to North Carolina. I think he was him. one of, I can't, yeah. It's like Aiden Hutchinson. He said he only got like nine scholarship offers because everyone knew he was going to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, right. it's like, it was kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get recruited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I just think it's like the new lament. This is awful. They're, they're, they're uh, we'll never get a player. Everyone's tampering. It's like, hey man, I don't know. Or it's like, you know, if you're if you go you go out and there's you know if you got a girlfriend and she's talking to other people, you know, who do you blame here? Uh, the other guy who was talking to her. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you need to do a little better. So I don't know. I. uh I'm non-pulsed by the scandals of the moment that are ruining the sport. Narduzzi's still scarred by the Jordan Addison. Uh, oh, boy. Experience. Yeah. 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 That probably yeah. is the root of a lot of this. I think so. Yeah. And it, it, you know, I get it, but you can't, you know, you're going to win some, lose some. They got Phil Jerkovic in like four minutes. Yeah, they sure did. Sure did. Got uh, Keaton Slovis last year. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's going to happen. I think it's, I think, and I think the fan bases that really get upset are the ones that they're, they're led by their coach. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's, uh, like, you know, uh, Dabo, Dabo says, uh, they, they, they've been doing name, <laughs> image, and likeness, the name, image, and likeness of God. Yeah. Right. Saw, That's how he built the program. I saw that. that in, quote, I, I know. I, I just, I was like, this line. is, this can't be real. It's just, this can't be oh, real, no. but lo and behold, <laughs> it is it so is on brand. On, for it's Dabo. almost too on brand. That's why I thought there's no way right. it could be real. It's too like, on right. brand. Too yeah, I was like, how did you not think of this sooner, yeah, Dad? Right. Like, that's, yeah. right. that's, that's really it. I was like, wow, he just thought of that line. That's a good line. It's, I mean, it's perfect for him. And it's it actually, there is truth to that's the way he basically tried to infuse everything he did with with God and Christianity and all that stuff. The only problem then is like, is God now turning his back on Dabo? Because they ain't as good as they used to be. So I don't know whether it was God or whether it was Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. I, I, I'm not sure. But I, God has perhaps abandoned Dabo the last couple of years. Podcast attorney Craig uh, Mordock mm-hmm. of the New Orleans is uh he claims God wants Clemson boosters to spend more on their collective. That's what, yeah. <laughs> pass the plate a second time. I know it's yeah, I don't think da- I don't think Dabo's talking about Catholics, but the Catholic Church knows pass it a second time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is, God bring me a linebacker. <laughs> uh, I okay, that's how he runs his program. That was a great marketing line. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know that's uh, that's what he's going for. So mm-hmm. um, some, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some out. One of those like those like atheist groups will file a protest. Like, <laughs> it's a state employee. I mean, it's probably illegal. What he said, I don't know. <laughs> Something. I don't know if it's illegal. Revoke state funding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. We we demand that the. Uh, it's like when PETA sends out that thing at the Super Bowl every year. We demand they do not play the Super Bowl. There's a. Animal being 
<laughs> pigskin because they're playing with the pigskin. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Finally, Ross, you went to the Mike Leach Memorial in, in Starkville uh, this week. Let's close out with that. How? Since we, d- we did not get a, a Mike Leach signing day press conference, unfortunately. He would have he left us with some laughs somehow. How was it? How's everyone doing there? You know, it, it certainly is a, a community hurting. You know, there were about three to 4,000 people that came into the basketball arena for the memorial. It was about a two-hour memorial, included some really big names. You know, Bob Stoops was there. Barry Switzer was there. Uh, Lincoln Riley was there. Sonny Dykes, uh, you know, his team is preparing for playoff. He showed up. And stayed late for that for an after kind of an after party type of celebration in downtown Starkville. You had Gardner Minshew come in, and despite I think he's going to be probably starting this weekend for the Eagles because yeah. Jalen Hurts is hurt. Right. He comes in. Not only does he come in, and of course drops the f bomb on live uh, live TV uh, when talking about Mike Leach and just a fitting uh, a fitting line of you know he doesn't give. Any Fs, basically, or didn't give what uh, any F what people thought. Um, <laughs> and neither does Minshew, and obviously. So <laughs> it was great. The stories were great. It, it was more of a um, – there's a lot of laughs. Uh, there was a – you know, there was a lot of uh, just a celebration of who he was, uh, more of who he was and the quirky, eccentric guy uh, that he was. And, you know, I, I was in Starkville a couple of days and just talking to people about Mike got led into a story – that really has just kind of stunned me at the impact that it's that it's that it's had. It's you know been up for about twenty four hours and incredible. Just you know, I think we're probably getting close to hundreds of thousands of of readers of it from from what I've heard from my editors. But it, you know, it's about Mike Leach growing close to this thirty eight year old black woman who owns a restaurant from the Mississippi Delta is a demo, staunch Democrat. The the two completely different people, and Mike Leach grew close to her, loved her food, loved her restaurant. And this past September, wrote a check for thousands of dollars to keep the restaurant open. And it just kind of shows you. It's sad that it took death of somebody for that story to emerge. But I think Mike was kind of the guy that didn't want you know while he was alive at least that story to emerge. But it does give you a window into the the guy that he. He was, you know, I know that he has developed, he developed over years a, a you know, perception because of his uh, looseness with his social media and his words sometimes in his support for Donald Trump and all that stuff. But Mike Leach was a guy that would give, as Bob, Bob Stoops like aptly put in the ceremony, would give anyone at any time, time. And then Bob added on, but he didn't know the concept of time because Mike was always late uh, or his conversations would go, you know, instead of 15 minutes, would go an hour and 15 minutes. But it, it you know, I, I spent, like I said, I spent a couple of days there and it's just, it's such an unusual thing. And that's something that was talked about there a lot. Like this has not happened in 42 years. A sitting SEC head coach passing uh, has not happened since Bo Rain died in a plane crash in, I think, January of 1980, just a couple months into his tenure at LSU. So it's such an unusual thing. And now Zach Arnett is thrown, 36-year-old Zach Arnett is thrown into this position as head coach, trying to prepare the team for a bowl game, keep a recruiting class together, keep the team together from from entering the transfer portal. So, man, just a, um, just a, a, a really – unusual unique time there in Mississippi State has handled it really well you know it's an unfortunate circumstance but uh, they, they've handled it well and the, the stories coming out about Mike are really incredible and you're seeing a different kind of maybe a different side of him or more of a side of him that we maybe didn't necessarily get when he was alive wow incredible story uh you wrote there and I encourage everyone to go to si.com and find it some that's some next level uh journalism right there yeah, it was great stuff. And uh, uh, to your point, like everybody who's come in contact with Leach has a story, you know, and that's the thing. He didn't just, he wasn't just the kind of like drive by, hello, shake your hand, move on <laughs> kind of guy. He he would engage people in more in conversation to a degree that a lot of quote unquote important people won't do. And it's just, he that's what, how you leave impacts on people. And, and I'll, I'll add just a little bit about 
because everybody wants to know too, and that was a the topic there. What happened? What happened? How did this happen? What do you know about what happened? You know, everybody wants to know what happened. That you know, the pieces are starting to come together. Uh, uh, just just acquired acquiring information while I was there that how sick he was during the season, pretty seriously sick to the point that they didn't think he'd he'd you know coach one one of the games. Uh, I think it was the East Tennessee State game. He was pretty bad off. Uh, the Georgia game the week before, pretty bad off. Pneumonia type symptoms. I, you know, was it like actual pneumonia? I don't, I don't know, but it was pneumonia type symptoms that probably were from a chronic heart condition. And he spent a few days in Houston the week before week, the week that it happened, you know, he had the, he had the cardiac event on Sunday morning in that week, he spent several days in Houston with doctors trying to figure out what, mm. what was going on with, with the heart and, and everything. So it's starting to, you're starting to piece, piece together some things sad yeah yep sad you know just sad he just retired stopped maybe we we still have him yeah. yep it's sad all right i want to end with a little bit of an up, up, uplifting note this is my top four signing day names oh all right maybe you have some others out there I, I, it's hard to keep track of all these guys so send me your recommendations if they're not on the list Big fan of Haynes Hammer. <laughs> Where's Big offensive lineman to Virginia Tech. Like it. Like Haynes it. Hammer. That, yep, absolutely. Dude person. Yeah, I saw a dude. <laughs> uh, Number three. Yeah, a safety to Central Arkansas. Dude mm -hmm. person. Play on that dude striped perfect. field, that like purple and gray field there. <laughs> dude perfect. Dude person. Yeah. Uh, Smoke Monday's gone, so I don't have mm. that anymore. Uh, here's my new favorite nickname: Tyquarius Sugar Wolf Perry. <laughs> wow, Sugar Wolf. S U G A W O L F. One word: Sugar Wolf. According okay. to Tyquarius, yeah, I don't. The Sugar Wolf. That's right. He is a defensive lineman signed with Troy. I'd never heard of a Sugar Wolf. It's a little like when you like Dabo's line about name, image, and likeness in Christ. How did we not have a sugar wolf before this? <laughs> Is there are there sugar wolves out there that I didn't know about? Why do I not know about them? Probably. Come on. That's a great nickname. I uh, I will do some research on that. Tyquarius Perry, and then finally, I think everyone's number one. Tight end to Florida International. Rowdy beers. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Dude, I've lived it, brother. I've lived it. Rowdy beers. Oh, yeah. Good job, oh, mom yeah. and dad, on that one. <laughs> Especially I, down in Florida. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I, I will give a salute to the first player that, that actually pancakes him so we can say somebody slammed beers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got one that's actually it's not a player, but this name came across. <laughs> it doesn't actually, matter. Yeah, no. <laughs> there are no rules to this game. This week, thanks to a sources from a former member of this podcast, uh -huh. uh, Weber State's new football coach's name is Mickey Mental. Mm. All right, not Mickey, Mickey Mantle, but <laughs> Mickey <laughs> Mental. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go a lot of directions with that one. Mickey Mental. Yep. All right, I like that. I like that. All right. There you go. Keep them coming. I expect a bunch of people are going to hit me up. I mean, it's hard. A lot of kids signing. They're coming from yeah. all over. Yeah. It's a great day. Really is a great day. People, I always, I always wondered about like the soul of the people who hated signing day. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, kids, uh, you know, kid gets oh. a chance. Who cares? Yeah. It's a stupid. He wore a hat. He threw the hat. Like, or the fans just get so angry that the guy chose the other school. I get oh. the disappointment, but yeah, those are the ones like, I can't quite. It's not, the day is not about you. It's no. about them. Right? Yeah. It's great for the kids. It is fantastic to be involved in. They chose a different school. Yeah. But we do overlook like the actual good. thing, which is like young people are getting free education. You know, like it's like, yeah. oh yeah, there's this thing. <laughs> yeah. There's this thing. And a lot of them that maybe yeah. probably couldn't have afforded if an education, yes. you know, at that level. And they, yeah, they worked hard and they dreamed and their parents sacrificed and the family sacrificed coaches. And, and there's a heck of a lot more Sugar Wolf Perrys than, <laughs> yeah. than uh, 
what Arch Manning, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. A lot more rowdy beers. Yeah. And I'll say it in all sports, too. It's a great thing. You sports. go to a high school and go to one of those ceremonies and you see 10 kids or 12 kids or whatever signing in six different sports. And some are going yep. to small colleges and some are going to big universities. It's awesome. It's a great thing. You can feel just see how the pride and satisfaction and happiness of them, their parents, and the people that coached them and their teammates. And you can't, if you don't get to campus, can't be tampered with. That's right. So, I mean, it's a logical start. Yeah. All right. That's our signing day pod. We'll be back. We're going to do the rest of the bowl bonanza next week, right after uh, Christmas Day. Uh, we'll do the rest of the games and uh, we'll have a couple next week for you. We want to wish everybody a happy holiday, whatever your holiday is. And uh, we appreciate you, uh, y'all listening throughout the year uh, to us. Getting exciting. We're getting into the really good bowl games and uh, and obviously the uh, the uh, playoff coming up. So it's funny. It's, it's like the playoff just takes back burner for a few weeks, but uh, we got plenty to say about that. So appreciate you listening. Continue to subscribe. You know, you want a Christmas present? Give your buddy a subscription. It's free. There you go. <laughs> Get what you pay for, but hey, it's free. Happy um, holidays, you filthy yep. animals. <laughs> Talk to you later.